I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, it's Gracie and today I'm sitting with Coach White from Alabama State University who's chatting all about intention, setting structure in the classroom and on the court, and buying into the dream. Stay tuned. You just completed your ninth season at Alabama State. Is that correct? I, that is correct. Perfect. And how did that go for you guys? Like, what was, I think, the successes for your team and, like, the highlights or, like, even some of the trials that you guys as a team went through? Oh, boy. Um, it's so funny that you say that. I feel like although we finished where we most desired to finish by winning the conference and going to the big dance, the NCAA, I felt like we were truly, we went through some trials because we had some unexpected injuries. And out of my nine seasons here, I had never experienced so many injuries. But even with that, I think dealing with Generation Z, because that's the thing is, is that they are totally a different generation. I think um, I basically changed my approach about um, almost over, a little bit over a year and a half ago and how I approached Gen Z and in approaching them because they're always on demand or whatever. I, I approached them, uh, one, to make everything their idea because they, they work harder in something that they have bought into or that they feel that they helped create. So when we went through our goal setting at the beginning of the year, you know, we want to win swag. And then we went through the entire season. When we um, came across some unexpected injuries, two vital players, mm-hmm. um, my six foot setter went down the week prior to the opening week with a blue outer ACL. No, no one was even near her. She was a six-foot-setter hitter transfer. So that was going to be our big surprise for the conference. Yeah. That that took us aback because then it left us with uh, two new setters, meaning uh, Morgan Weatherwax had come in in the spring. So we had trained with her. She had run the offense the entire spring prior to this uh, uh, fall, upcoming fall. And um, to have her gone was, oh my God, what do we do now? So now I have a freshman setter and I have a junior transfer, well, a a JUCO player that transfers in. But they're Mm -hmm. too new because they really didn't know the temperament of the the team and, you know, the foundation that had already been laid that previous spring. So that was a setback within itself. And then, oh my gosh. And so then about uh, less than three, four weeks in, my freshman setter goes down. And I am an advocate. I love 6-2 offense. I love to run a 6-2 with the type of players that I have because I really like having three attackers at the net at all times. Well, Mm -hmm. when she went down, we had to go with my junior transfer setter, who's relatively small. And so now she has to go across the front row now we have to really up our game in defense. And our last weekend before conference play, our big power right side slash middle 
goes up to block against New Mexico State, comes down, looks at me, and her bone is coming through her, her pinky finger. The bone is coming through, dislocated. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> that so is we, intense. That is intense. So she just hands, she just gives me her hand and just covers her mouth because she's really in shock and kind of terrified. She knows she's in pain. Yeah. I walk over to the trainer. I hands her, I hand her hand to the trainer. The trainer puts it back in place. But mm-hmm. thank God, the University of Arizona had a doctor that they had on call, called in the doctor. She came in and stitched her up on site. We had a flight to catch. She mm-hmm. stitched her up, bandaged her up, and sent us on our way. We caught our flight back home, and so now she's out. Yeah. So, needless to say, um, it was a start that we did not see coming. Um, and we open up conference weekend in a roundup, which is where we actually play five matches over a three-day period, which is, I think, pretty taxing on our mm-hmm. student athlete. Yeah. And uh, thank God we're talking about going away from that. But we went one and four that weekend. I had not lost four matches in conference play in the last three, four, and four years um, mm-hmm. or longer. Had not not that many. So um, yeah. that really gave um, a lot of hope to our our um, our opponents in the conference and. Um, we went five. There's only one team that beat us all right. We can, we can go the distance to the tie break with everybody, but that was very, very trying. The thing that I enjoy about my girls, my women, my young women, is that it never shook them. They never stopped working hard in practice. Um, we, we never stopped changing the offense. We were very comfortable being uncomfortable until we find something that worked. Yeah. So that was key. Yeah, that sounds awesome and also terrifying with the pinky thing. That's oh my gosh, I could yeah. not imagine the terror in her face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Having the injuries are just so un- uncalled for and just like so surprising that it really can change like the whole momentum. Of it a completely team. changes yeah. the the DNA of a team. It changes your chemistry. It changes the morale if you let it. If you let it, it can change it. Yeah, I love that you said being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation because yes. I think that's how they're going to be able to grow. And also when you're working with a team as a coach, you're such a good example to like want to help your teammates grow and like these young women that you like have been with for four years. So absolutely, that's a, such a great mindset for them to be have leaving college too. It's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Perfect. So just to kind of chat about you next. So you were a former United States American national player. Is that correct? Yes, I played on the United States national team. Um, That was a lot of fun during those young days of my life. And uh, (laughs) um, that was a lot of fun. That was um, the highlight. You know, I played professionally. I played for the United States wearing that uniform. You know, of course, it means so much more today than it did then because mm-hmm. being a player and being young and always feeling physically strong and you just, you never think it's going to come to an end. You really never do. And yeah. and that's what's, that's what's really interesting um, is that it actually comes to an end. I never imagined myself not playing so um looking back those are days and friendships and 
times that I will always cherish. And I still have those same girlfriends. We all train together. We live together. We, you so know, fun. we went through a lot together. Yes, yeah. those are special, special relationships. Mm-hmm. So after being a team, a team player for so long for either for like the United States of America national team, what made you want to decide to be a coach? Like what was the moment where you're like, Okay. That's like, almost I'm a natural progression. That's yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a natural progression. Um, in fact, pretty interesting. I think it 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 was weird. I um I played for the United States. I played abroad, mm-hmm. and I played up until I really played up into my thirties because I played uh, professionally here in the states. But when you just talk about being abroad and all of that, and where coaching just naturally played out, I come back from Italy in 1991 and I get married and I'm down in Florida at the University of Florida with Mary Wise and I have been working her volleyball camp and lo and behold across across her desk comes a a fax back then that Mm -hmm. the University of Memphis they were formerly called Memphis State University was looking for a head coach and she looked at me and said Penny you would really be good at this I'm like you really think so? And so she's like, yeah, I really do. So lo and behold, I get the job on site unseen. And so uh, I packed up my things. I told my husband, I said, I got a job. I'm going to be the head coach at the University of Memphis. And I took the job and uh, obviously did a great job there in my five years there. It was just natural. Yeah. So, because I was, I know, I, I literally started out assistant coaching at Auburn, but that was kind of in between. Uh, when I wasn't abroad playing, I'd come home, and that was just natural. I would be coaching, and so I did. But then I'd go back overseas and play, and then I'll come back. But to say, when I got the University of Memphis job, I said, okay, I'm just going to focus on staying in the states, and I'm going to coach. And I think yeah. I think I'm done. So I coached there for five years. Okay. And then I go to um, the United States Air Force Academy mm-hmm. and I start coaching there and the professional, the uh, major league volleyball comes along and I start back playing. I played for <laughs> Chicago Breeze yeah. and I played for the Dallas Bells, mm-hmm. but I was able to keep my primary job and fly on the weekend. And I played for the Colorado Thunder, sorry. And I could fly on weekends and go compete and come back and still coach my team. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that sounds like the best of both worlds. It um, was. That's it so was. fun. That's crazy, like how your brand been brought up, like the coaching, just being getting the job on site. That's probably so um, reassuring that like, okay, like I've played for this long. Like I understand the mechanics and the logistics of volleyball and I'm ready to like right, share all that right. information. That's just awesome. Absolutely. And, then, and you know, I think the most fun during those days is when I was explaining stuff to, to the girls, it was easy. Yeah. I could get on the court and really show them, I want you to do it like this. And, you know, that was yeah. fun. And yeah. um, gosh, I think I stopped, I literally stopped playing, stopped playing about six years ago. I really would still get in backcourt and play defense with my team here yeah. at Alabama State, you know. That's awesome. I remember playing and having my coaches come play on the court was always so fun <laughs> and having them run the drills with us. Like it was just a different Absolutely. perspective to have like 
seeing it in person and being able and you to hear them talking the game watch yeah. this she's roll shotting she's doing this it becomes mm -hmm. more natural and then you start seeing the game yeah. from your coach's perspective a little bit wiser a little bit you know more seasoned and we're yeah. able to anticipate and really make better calls and yeah. and that's the fun part now i still run the drills i still bang balls i still serve very good at serving targets and being able to keep the girls kind of alert and being able to keep a, a good uh, first ball touch yeah. and things of such. But yeah, oh, that was fun. I used to not understand. How do you see all that when our coaches <laughs> used to yeah. play with us? How do you see that? And then those little nuggets in different matches started to open up my perspective and broaden how I saw the game and it yeah. really changed how I played the game. Yeah. That's awesome. So you kind of came into Alabama when it was um, not necessarily at a low, but definitely not nationally ranked or anything. And you were able to kind of build it from the ground up. What's been yeah, the yeah, best they have never, they had, yeah, it's, I think it's been a positive experience for the young student athletes here because the program here had never, had never won a championship. And so yeah. I just think everything was very new for them not understanding how a champion trains, how a champion thinks, mm. uh, the, the work ethic, the work that's being put in away from, you know, the time when you're with the coach. I believe champions aren't made uh, on a day-to-day -day when the coach is running practice. I believe champions are made away from the season, what they're doing away from, you know, the court on their own, their drive and their mission and how they want to finish mm whether it's their senior year or how they want to go into the upcoming year, regardless of what classification they are. So uh, just developing that mentality alone amongst the girls that was involved in the program and watching them evolve was so much fun. Yeah. And even now watching them come back and support all of our current players, I'm telling you our first team that won their first championship and of course, I don't even remember what year that was. I guess it would be 2013. 2013, yeah. Catch 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that first one. Those kids, and they're not kids now, they're young professionals. They come back mm -hmm. and they pour into our current players now. They yeah, talk yeah. about what it felt like, and the girls really ask them questions and they're able to answer them. So it's been really an amazing journey watching them so bought in into yeah. what we've created here at Alabama State. Yeah, that's amazing having those girls come back and is being able to see like the effect that like you have as a coach and the ability that like your structure and like program that you've created is just something that they can yeah. carry with them throughout their lives. I think the other key is you take sport and you use it as a laboratory that really prepares them for life. Yeah, because of being able to deal with adversity, being able to work with others, being able to uh, work toward a common goal, and yet uh, being able to agree to disagree, because yeah. these are different uh, levels of maturity that I found that was so important. We took sport and we taught them how to collaborate and how to all move toward a goal and uh, kind of let them the, not sweat in the small stuff. Yeah. So for, for these young professional women to come back and tell them how sport literally has prepared them for life makes it tangible, makes it more real for them. That's amazing. The other thing that I wanted to know is that 
something that you've been kind of awarded for um, and the academics of Alabama too is that you have a big focus on the classroom and I definitely how have you seen that like play a part that's huge that is huge well you know I and I and I will give a lot of kudos to the United States Air Force Academy and I'll tell you why when I started coaching there I think they are the perfect model for leadership yeah. When you talk about leadership, leadership, it comes down to influence. Nothing more, nothing less. It comes down to establishing good relationships. So for me, uh, learning how important academics were for them and how if, they, if, those, if those cadets didn't cut it in the classroom, they weren't allowed to practice. I brought that same model here. I brought that model here. If you're not cutting it in the classroom, then you don't get the opportunity to practice. Because you are a student athlete. You are a student first. And I think that is, that is vital that that message be carried over and just be uh, something that we hammer every day. So with that being said, I am the proud coach of postgraduate scholars. I'm the proud coach of kids. Let, let's just talk about the ones from here at Alabama State. At the academy, oh, we have pilots, we have lawyers, we have doctors, we have judges, we have everything. But oh, coming right here, coming here to the Alabama State University, I now have a pharmacist. I have a, I have a young lady that works for Google. We have a mm-hmm. plethora of school teachers. We have ki- uh, young women that are in law school. Uh, we have uh, a young woman that's um, an assistant athletic director slash volleyball coach. You name it. We have a plethora of everything, every walk of life. They are there when they come back. So that is so important is that they have to be able to see life after sport. And and that's where the academic side come. I tell my parents during the recruiting, you know, pieces, the only thing I can guarantee is that we'll have everything she needs to graduate. We'll have the support system. We'll have the structure. We'll have the study halls. Now it's left up to her to do the work, but we will never neglect them yeah. having the opportunity to excel in the classroom. Yeah, that's an awesome mission statement. I think having that ability to be able to promise that and be able to actually follow through um, as a university and as a coach is something that I think most girls are looking for as they go to college is structure, Absolutely. a community, like comfort, like the ability to really grow and find themselves. And I think that right. with the program that yes. you have, you're definitely giving them the ability and like the green light to say, Hey, like, this is your chance now. Like this is Absolutely. your time to shine. So this I really is your time that. to shine. Mm-hmm. Take complete advantage of it. Yeah, totally. So kind of the next thing I want to dive into is just kind of what happens more off the court. Like, have you guys done any foreign tours with Alabama State, anything like that? We have not yet. And that was one of the things I know taking the job that I had really discussed that I wanted to do. It's so funny you say that this current group right now has made it up in their minds that they are uh, committed to fundraising because it's something that they really want to do. And I think it's so beneficial, one, for young women to travel abroad, two, for them to experience uh, the level of 
uh, international play. And what it does, it really creates a synergy and a cohesiveness amongst the team when they come back and when they start their season anew in the fall, they have something that have really brought them together. And that, and, and it's the team bonding overall that really occurs when they're on these foreign tours. So it is something that I do agree. I took my um, Air Force team on two foreign tours and it was so beneficial for the young women. And I think, I think it's something that you really want to expose your program to if you have the opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so we're like an adventure um, travel podcast. So we definitely like to hear the perspective of what you just said of how this, these girls are able to grow as a team and also individually with the traveling abroad as they're getting more immersed into culture but also just the way it reflects on the court in their game and how they communicate as a team is just unbelievable Absolutely. after these tours. And especially if some of them have developed a second language that they're able to use while they're oh, abroad. Yeah. You know, me living in Italy, playing uh, in Italy for three years, sono io parlo italiano. You know, I speak Italian. So to take my girls over there and we had dinner and we're ordering and they're watching me just going oh, back and forth with the, it was amazing and the most fun part (laughs) (laughs) and the most fun part was when so now they're going shopping and I'm like you don't ever pay the full price just call me and I'll I'll really bargain with them and we'll go and then listen to me going back and forth back and forth with them and bringing the price down we had a blast and it's it's memories we've created for a lifetime yeah that's so awesome so you guys went to Italy with the Air Force Academy Yes, we went to Italy, we went to Slovenia, we went to Puerto Rico. It was, you know, it was great. It was great. I can totally picture the haggling and just the bargaining right now. I'm going to have to put you on speed dial so I can have you help me. (laughs) That is correct. Yeah. So this is something that you guys are looking to do this year. Is that correct? We're going to look to do it. Probably we won't probably won't be able to get to it this year, but it's something we're looking to do in the following spring, not this spring, but the following spring. Oh, that's going to be so fun for the team. Um, So kind of just rounding off now that we've talked about the past, we talked about your current season. um, What are you excited for this year? Or like, what was the biggest takeaways that you're like going to implement in this next season? I think the biggest takeaway that we can, you know, you can take the different challenges that we face as a team and still finish the way that we desire as long as everybody's bought in. So we want to make sure that our girls support what it is they help create. So we're going to support it, but we need for them to create the message. So I think when you're dealing with Generation Z, we talk about them creating the message. One, my young women have decided they want to raise their funds to go on a foreign tour. So they've already setting that up and organizing that. Number two, then they want to talk about, so what does a, a, a the number conference championship or fifth in a row, what does that look like? Do you continue to do the same thing or is there something we have to do differently because the league has truly gotten stronger so what do we have to do differently to keep our edge so getting them to create that message i'm looking forward to it because the young women um that have just graduated or that will be graduating are part of the group that won four in a row so there's no one else left 
that have won four in a row. So now there's this new message that you have to say, well, what does that look like for you? What did you like about the leadership last season? What is it that you'd like to see change? And how are you going to go about doing that? And so those are conversations I enjoy having with my student athletes. And those are, those are the conversations we really need to be very specific about so we make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, no, I super love that. I love the open communication between the coaches and the team as it's like, it's a big collaboration. And as you're saying mm-hmm. with the Generation Z, that's totally going to be something that resonates with them. Oh my gosh, And it's yeah. just going to push them to buy into the dream that we're not even necessarily right. selling that we're all working towards. So I, agree. I totally agree with that. My next question is, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be? I think if you're an athlete that wanted to play at the next level, I think one and foremost, you've got to make sure your academics are strong. Because I will tell you right now, the one thing coaches won't do is we're not going to look at a kid that's not strong academically, you know? Mm-hmm. Number two, if it's something that you really want to do, then the next thing you really need to make sure is that you're reaching out to these coaches. Have a highlight video. Give them your club schedule. Give them, um, if you're a playing club and you're traveling, visit schools while you're in their different cities. Because now with technology, you want to jump on the stick as soon as you can because, you know, the videotape error is out. You could send little clips, YouTube clips. With technology, we can see a kid, I mean, just talking about it. Everything's right at our fingertips. But when we see a kid that's determined, that's strong academically and strong athletically, that's a great way to start. Yeah, I love that. I definitely think that some athletes think that like they've got it all and like, oh, the coaches will reach out to them. But I can definitely see the perspective of making the highlight videos, reaching out to coaches. Like I think the coaches would be more inclined to choose someone that's like, this is who I am and this is what I want. Yeah. And go to, go to their camps, get on their campus, make those uh, unofficial visits. We love if you just pop up on campus, you know, that's important. I'm surprised by that. Pop in on campus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's our final question for the day (laughs) is um, what's your next adventure, either with your team or in your personal life or either both too? Well, let me tell you what I just did. I just came back off of a cruise. I I flew over to Dubai. We (laughs) flew to Dubai. Yeah, we went to Dubai. Me and some volleyball coaches, former volleyball players, former athletes. It was six women. We fly into Dubai. We spend the next eight days on a cruise. We go to Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Doha, Qatar, you name it, Braham. We did it all. It was wonderful. I love traveling abroad. Last summer, I went to Australia. I'll be going back to Australia. I'm a mother of three student athletes, one college graduate. He played football at Oregon State. He's now working, has his first job, doing well with 21-year-old twins who are in school playing, a boy-girl twin who's playing, uh, the girls playing volleyball, the boys playing football. So I'm really an empty nester. So it's so exciting because I love to travel. And so that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Now that your kids are all doing their own thing, you definitely have the space and room to go travel with all the girlfriends, which is so fun. Exactly. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's so cool about your kids, too. That's so cool that they're all student athletes. That's no, they're all student athletes, and they're all very bright, and they're doing great. I'm so proud mm. of my Kyle, Kayla, and Kifa. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> I love the letter K. 
So there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's a perfect. It's I love when people when parents name their kids all with like one letter. It has so much synergy. It's perfect. Just, Thank you so much. We are so excited just to have you join us, and we're super excited to watch Alabama next year. And just really be able to see after chatting with you and getting your perspective on the team, it's going to be bring a different light to people watching the sport Wonderful. and just with your team, just seeing what you're putting into the practice, into the structure, into the program and being yeah. able to see that played out on the court, which is going to be super exciting. And, and yeah. you know, just to add one thing that yeah. I say that I, I think they hit home for my, for my team. And I think this was the thing that got us across the finish line. We talk about uh, being intentional about your growth and a- accidental growth. And my team, we, there are some pillars we rest upon. And one is fortitude, having that fortitude to play, that strength of mind, to handle adversity and pain with courage, or being intentional. So we want to talk about an intentional student athlete. Is they're intentional about what they do? One, they rely on hard work. Two, they always insist on starting today and they completely take responsibility for their growth. And I think even with us having the injuries, you could see the other young women working extremely hard to fill those voids. They fight for good habits, they take risks, but more than anything, they follow through and they never stop growing. And that was one word that we really, if I say, hey guys, all balls up, everybody come in. And I said, guys, cheer it up, go get a break. And you'll hear him say, intentional, because they made each day about intentionally growing with or without players on the court that we normally would have had. And that was the extra ingredient that got us across the finish line before our opponents. That is so amazing. I definitely believe and like can see like the worth of having intention. Instead of just yes. like going through the motions and even just like an extra thought of like, okay, what am I doing now? And like, what am I actually working on? Instead exactly. of just going through practices. So I can definitely see how that's like a huge part. And I love that that's your guys' little cheer. That makes me so happy. Yeah. A perfect way to just keep that on top of mind. I think that was the difference. So yeah. thank you so much for, for giving me the opportunity just to express to you how proud of a coach I am, a mentor coach. You know, just someone that the girls look up to and someone to impact young women's lives to continue to help them grow. Because there's some, there's a young woman I love, my daughter's coach, Jenny Glenn. I give her a shout out, who's growing my (laughs) biological daughter, who I love very much. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, Coach White. It's been awesome to chat and we look forward to watching your upcoming season. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.